All right. Welcome. Welcome to Yes to Yourself, brought to you by the most amazing people in the world, Classic Kyle. That's me. And me, Kevin. And I'm Ash, a guest. <laughs> we have our special <laughs> guest, Ash. Yes, special guest, Ash. Would you like to tell a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Um, my name is Ash, uh, 29. Um, <clears throat> GBM stands for gay black male. Uh, <laughs> no children, single, um, and just gosh darn it, ready to mingle. Wow, is this a Tinder profile podcast or what? <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to put it out there like, hey, I'm single, ready to mingle. I, I'm, I'm fly. And, and what my beak? Like... <laughs> you yeah. know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> of course, of course. So today, what we're going to be talking about is emotions. Um, and what I guess, so something that transpired with me at my new job, um, I was actually talking with a vet. So with this vet, um, he was talking about um, how vet, you know, veterans were fucked up. Um, and people think it's because of, oh, you know, no, it's because of, you know, people killing and, you know, we have a hard time with killing people. And he said, no, it's not that at all. And I said, that's interesting. So please tell me more. So he was saying that, those um the things that really fucked him up is when you find the story behind some of the people that you have to kill um one story he gave me was of a kid who um it was a little boy probably around like eight or nine um who was dancing in front of all these men who were placing bets and eventually he found out it was because they were trying to take bets on who was going to take him home that that night and um yeah, so he he got fucked up from that, and that was, like, one of the things. And, you know, one of the things that really fucked him up just in general. But he said, you know, the one major thing that really made a difference was him talking with a therapist. And I'm like, okay, well, can you tell me more? And, of course, he said, um, being able to talk about those deep, dark things, because we he fears that by sharing, you know, sharing these things, people are going to look at him funny, think he's, you know, weird, think he's creepy, think he's scary because, you know, yes, he's killed people, but he's also seen some fucked up shit and he thought he was going to be shamed for it. Um, it was just really um, relieving to hear that. He was like, hey, you know, actually talking about my emotions really helped me move past a lot of that stuff. I mean, yes, he says, you know, he, he still feels kind of crazy because he um, sees dead people, hashtag sixth sense. But um, he uh, <laughs> but he feels a lot happier and lighter and he feels like he can relate with people now because he's, you know, talked about that. And I think that would be a great, you know, a great thing to talk about, whether it be from our own personal stories or, you know, stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah, so I'm thinking of like some of the deep emotional stuff that happened to me last week at work because there was some there was an incident that happened at work and I had to clean up like I had to help clean up the mess um, 
and <laughs> it was it was just a lot like nothing was planned everything was just like people didn't know what they were gonna like what people were doing it was just it was just chaos and craziness and it was it was crazy how usually I can leave that stuff at work but somehow I brought it home and it was kind of manifesting in ways I didn't expect. You know, it's interesting, um, Kyle, listening to you speak about that combat veterans experience. I watched a documentary um, a few years ago called The Dancing Boys of Afghanistan. And it was about the child sex trafficking rings. Um, you know, that they have there and it examined and also interviewed um, some of the the men as well as the children. Uh, and it, it followed the perspective of one of the uh, child rights lawyers in India that's, you know, doing what he can pro bono and all that other stuff. Um, but the documentary uh, being able to understand and experience through the eyes of, you know, those children, um, <clears throat> it really gives a different uh, perspective, I think, to hearing that story of that veteran say that he thought that he was going to be shamed for sharing how witnessing that made him, you know, feel. But even though it was just him watching the 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 burden of knowledge of knowing you know now what it was that he was sawing is something that's going to forever uh stick with him so i think that it's nice that he spoke out about it because i think there should definitely be more of a focus on just how we feel and that it's okay to uh experience things vicariously and we can also uh, experience trauma you know vicariously too it doesn't have to be a, a direct phenomenon in order for someone to be uh, traumatized by it yeah no i i agree i mean even with what kevin was saying too you know about his situation um some of that stuff would be you know traumatizing i mean kevin wouldn't you I mean, wouldn't you think that was traumatizing for you? I mean, yeah. I know when I talked with you initially. It's just, it's kind of like when you, when you face, when you have to face something, I mean, this is not near like, near the scale of like being a veteran, like being at war, but it's still like you're, you're fighting something that's bigger than yourself. And like, that's really terrifying, you know? And like all these, all these people are relying on you to, to make sure you're doing the right things. And I'm always like, there's always this pressure being like, am I doing the right thing? I'm, I'm going to, am I going to be judged kind of like similar, maybe not the same, but similarly, like are my reactions to these different, th these different stimuli, am I going to get judged for that? Like all these, like my brain doesn't stop. And and there's sometimes it's hard, it's hard to stop, like, to be like, take a step back and just realize, like, this week, it's like, it's the past, I just had to push through it, which I know that that's not always the best solution, but I, I, I mean, I think it, it, it is, but it you have to process it, too. I'm sure that's why 
that vet probably needed to go to therapy so he could process that so he would feel comfortable talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's definitely a stigma around uh, being able to talk about feelings and being, be, you know, seeking help to talk through a lot of this stuff because um, at least, I mean, at least in the U.S., the thing that I've noticed, especially in the business realm, being in like HR, that, you know, we're taught to work through, you know, work through everything. It's like, okay, yes, you know, hey, my father just, you know, my father just passed away. And why am I so more focused on like, oh my God, I have all these deadlines versus, hey, I need to grieve. It's, I don't know. I, I say maybe it's just the US, maybe it's the world, I don't know. But this whole, you know, prioritizing everything else over your own needs. And it's just, I say it, it, it's frustrating. And, and you know what, like the company, the companies, they pretend like they care, but they, they, they could just go on without you. Like they don't. And I know for me, like my person, I always make sure that I'm always looking out for myself and then make sure I've come up for the best outcome for me and my boyfriend, Robbie, in those situations. You know, um, I was gonna say for a while, um, that was kind of the, the very hard thing for me to do is try to prioritize myself in a whole, like in, in, in a whole situation like that, especially when, um, you know, when, when you can get emotional and you have all these different emotions come up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure everyone here and probably everyone that's listening, um, they've had that, you know, dumb fucking idiot for a coworker, a dumb fucking idiot for a supervisor that does all these conniving things. You're like, bitch, I'm not that dumb. I can literally see what you're doing. I mean, if you think I'm dumb enough to fall for this, then sure. But yeah, no. Where, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just hard to. I was gonna say honestly, it's just kind of hard to to express those emotions because we know it's just not socially acceptable, and then we also know what's gonna happen next. It's like, oh God, I just you know said my emotion, or you know I shared my emotions. What's gonna happen? It's like, oh my God, am I gonna lose my job? But, um, but hell, I remember, I remember when I ran an, you know, ran an HR department and I remember the president and the CFO of the company were arguing over something stupid. And I'm like trying to work in my office right next door. And I say, Hey, can you guys quiet it down? And then they made a joke or something about me. And I said, well, you guys can just fuck off you pieces of shit. And I remember, and I didn't even think twice by saying that everyone was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I was like, it was, it was coming. It, it was going to happen. And at that point I learned yeah, I'm not gonna hold my temper for people. It's if you piss me off, I'm gonna acknowledge that, you know, being upset. I'm gonna acknowledge it to myself and then I'm also gonna acknowledge to that person in the moment. Because there's no stress worth destroying my body for. And they need to understand how their actions have affected you. Like I think whether they do anything about it, they need to know that. I think that's why it's important to um, hold people accountable for their actions, especially when you want them to take you seriously. Um, I recently was terminated from my job on Tuesday. A very long story behind it, but to truncate the uh, the issue. I spoke up against my supervisor incorrectly using 
um, the unsatisfactory label for my performance review. There's a very clear list of what unsatisfactory uh, work looks like and the process that needs to happen in order to uh, help bring somebody back on track if that is the goal. Uh, they said that they, I was terminated for my performance. However, there's no documentation to prove it. Uh, the one performance review that they tried to say was unsatisfactory was one that I contested ended up not having uh, <laughs> too many more after that because uh, I had one in July and that one was actually meets expectations. Yet somehow that was the one they decided uh, was that's the one that they decided to put on the termination letter. So to circle back to what Kyle was saying earlier about people basically insulting your intelligence um, it's, again, it's that much more important to hold them accountable for not only, like you said, Kevin, uh, so that they know what their actions have done, because I believe that's a very important part of the healing process, but for you yourself to, I guess, still keep your integrity intact. Because, I mean, even sitting back and thinking on it now, you know, um, I could have held my tongue. I could have not said anything, but like it's been stated earlier, that's very unhealthy and it's not worth me in my eyes, sacrificing myself for a job that will have me replaced within two hours. <laughs> but they also have to consider the job market is uh, for employers is not very good. So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind yeah, of their relationship. Like it, it is definitely not your employer doing you a favor every two weeks and you know giving you money. You're you're working for it. They need you just as much as you need them. And whether or not you believe it, whether or not uh, you know people feel that way, um, you're gonna have to work that out for yourself. But the fact of the matter is, you know, one hand washes the other. They, they can't have a business without workers, so, you know. But then uh, that's that's me just telling the workers to rise up. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I mean, the Great Resignation, like, is a big thing. So I know mm -hmm. that that's, that's statistically happening. So I, I don't know what employers are going to do right now um, because they don't want to pay people decent wages, but at the same yeah. time they they want this high quality work like you 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 know how are how are people supposed to afford like life on like just getting paid peanuts that is the truth i mean you know like i said i, I work in hr so you know seeing people's wages hearing their stories um you know i'm, I'm very grateful for the company that i'm at and most of the people there you know have a, a relatively great qual you know quality of life um, but yeah, no, it's like one of the major things is like, if I can't make ends meet, why the hell am I even, you know, why the hell am I even here? I'm like, you guys, you guys really aren't doing much of a favor. It's like, is all this stress is all this drama and other things really worth it? And, you know, 2020 was definitely the awakening for a lot of people. It's like, why the fuck am I only, why the fuck am I working for $15 an hour dealing with all this stress? 
I can easily go out and go make my own money and be my own business, you know, make my own business and pay myself what I'm worth versus paying myself what I think I'm worth because of, you know, a company's going to pay me this, you know, amount of money. Yeah, those are all really great questions. And I think when people are stuck at home during the pandemic, they've been, been kind of, it's kind of like that time of like, not really like, you know, like in sitcoms where they have that character that like almost dies and they come back like, oh, I've had this great revelation. What am I doing with my life? I think that's what's happening to a lot of people is they're like, hmm, what am I doing with my life? Why am I working here? Yeah, I mean, it's not even just in the business realm, hell, even in the personal. I still, re I still remember 2020 was probably the most action-packed year for me because I had my highs and I had my lows. I remember living, you know, living with a with a toxic person into, you know, going to living my best life and then completely losing it all, and you know, pretty much over a period of a couple of days. And yeah, that that really put things into perspective. I really learned like a I really learned about my self-worth and being willing to not settle, you know, settle for less. I mean, yeah, bad ex, yeah, bad job, but you know, you live, you learn, and sometimes, you know, we learn the hard way. I try not to learn the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> we, we try sometimes we're like are you sure i'm pretty sure this is just coincidental as the universe slaps you in the face like no bitch this is like the third time we're going through this process again and i mean i've seen i've seen some of the i've seen some of the decisions you make shammy <laughs> i mean sometimes <laughs> sometimes i'm like i don't know what 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 is kyle doing i'm gonna <laughs> let him he needs to figure this out himself i can't I can't mother him. I don't want to be the reverse queen of cops. <laughs> it's a reading we did a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, I, I will say, and this is I'm like when it comes to people living their lives and all that, everyone has, everyone has a choice and you know, yeah, you can completely skip that storyline and you know like you know i'm gonna just avoid that and continue to down my story you know continue out the story and maybe get to a really good you know chapter or you like you know what i'm gonna take this little side you know side story it might actually be really good and it might turn out really great and i might really learn something and sometimes you're like damn i shouldn't have did that and i tell you eh, yeah i was gonna say there's i two or three times i could say Damn, why did I do this? I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen. Why why the fuck do I keep doing it? But sometimes it's sometimes it's just you don't know what lessons you need to learn. You know, speaking of um <laughs> feelings and lessons to learn, uh my friend got back in contact with me, Kyle. The one from uh Baltimore. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> a friend what happened there yes, we had a nice uh three hour long conversation uh the other day about you know feelings and making choices and things like that and i can say for myself you know um i really had to get down and be honest 
with my feelings and what it is that I want. Now, to bring you into the loop, Kevin, long story short, uh, I have this friend. Uh, this friend it has a partner that I am not fond of um, at all. Oh, we ha- always but... had one. We all have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but... Um, and I, now, mind you, I've, I've made this friend after they got into their relationship with their partner, so... You know, I'm the I'm the new one on the block with this. However, um, as we were talking yesterday, uh, it it's clear that um, while we are we're we're friends, um, but there's still that there was that that division where you know we can only be so close because of your partner and for a while i was like okay well you know they're with that person i'm just going to stay away i'm not you know not going to deal with it it'll be less hassle that way this is that and a third but then i had to be honest with myself and you know uh kyle knows that that's (laughs) something that we talk about and you know, be talking about what I what it is that I really want, and what I want is I want that friendship um, with my friend more than I dislike their partner. So when we were talking, you know, we talked about um, you know how I felt, and we're able to have an uncomfortable conversation, but still do the work necessary to find an agreeable solution and i can say that that's not um that's not something i've been able to experience with a lot of people so feeling (laughs) i take that into account especially when making important decisions about who i keep close to me or who i allow to see you know different vulnerable sides of me three um i i'm definitely i I guess the best way I could put it is, yeah, I'm very selective as well and who I'm, you know, vulnerable with. And it has to do with, you know, being able to share your feelings because to me, I think for any, you know, just any friendship, relationship, whatever the case is, any relationship, you have to build a foundation. And that's the thing. The only way you're going to be able to continue to build a foundation is if you have these conflicts and you actively work towards building work towards resolving that problem, therefore building a more solid foundation. Because then, eventually, when you get to a point where you guys are arguing and everything else, it's like, well, you know what? Let me reflect on our you know, our relationships. Like, wow, we've really gone through a lot together. And you guys continue to grow and evolve. And I think it's great, especially when you connect with someone that understands that understands you. And I feel like that's very hard to come by. But I also feel that part of the reason why it's hard to come by is because people are just not comfortable with sharing their truths. Well, it's hard when you've been hurt like a kajillion times and you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think if people said that more, I think there would be more less robotic conversation. Because you know how we always do that. Oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. 
oh, that's good. I'm good too. That bullshit. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time to talk about the damn mother. <laughs> oh, I like I like knowing hearing about people's mothers. But then again, I'm from the Midwest, so I love hearing people's stories, even if. And I, I don't know. I'm weird though. I like to understand like people's backstories. So I always like to listen. But I know that I, some I, people from the at least the eastern eastern part of the United States, you all are a little bit more impatient. Fascinating because that's exact. I was gonna say, you know, I'm from the Midwest as well, and yes, I love to hear everyone's backstories. How I love everyone's whole stories. Like I want everyone to go out and hold themselves out at least once because then you got shit to talk about. It's like, oh my god, did you do that thing? Yes, bitch, I was there. I did that shit too. <laughs> Great ways to connect with each other. Very true. Um, <laughs> I used to be a social worker, uh, so I've I'm well accustomed to meeting people from different walks of life and backstories and things like that, especially um, ones that are more on the fringes of society. I've always found that there's a lot to learn from people. And I think that's one of the nice things about learning is that you don't always have to experience things yourself. <laughs> so you can learn from other people's mistakes if you're willing to listen. It is definitely the truth. And honestly, I know with all the mistakes that I make, I, I honestly hope that I empower other people to, you know, choose for themselves versus like, hey, if you want to go down that pathway, I'm all about it. Live your best life. But if you feel like it's not necessary, then, you know, go for it. And there's but, always you know, consequences. <laughs> and, and, Everything and you do. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I quote Ash because he's told me this in the past before where it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you choose. There's always going to be a consequence. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good or bad. Um, it just whatever action you do, there's going to be a reaction, whether you do something, whether you don't do something, whether you do something in a negative way. It's still, you know, th there's still going to be an outcome that comes from it. Yep, and hopefully you can kind of look at those choices and hopefully you can try to figure out the best choice to get the best outcome. It doesn't always happen, but... Yeah, no, that's true. Um, speak, you know, speaking of that, um, I remember, I was going to say, I think you, don't you have a little bit of, like, some tea on uh, Brittany? Because I, I heard she was firing back and everything else, but I haven't really oh, looked yeah. too much into it. So so, yeah, because I know that we kind of talked, we talked a lot about it during the very first episode of our podcast. Um, so actually, there have been a few developments. So since we last talked, there was a whole, um, she was, yeah, Brittany was firing back at her sister, Jamie Lynn, who basically performed Brittany's songs, like in front of her without her permission. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty, it's like looking back like it's pretty horrifying and then um it seems like now that they now they've slated to have a hearing in all the way in january which is to to basically do the removal i guess a hearing about removing jamie the father not the sister as the sole conservator because right now he is the only one that's a conservatorship because it's horrible publicity right now for him i think the reason why he's probably changed his mind why he waited this long is because 
the public he literally like and i'm i i i have strong feelings about cancel culture but people were like sending him really mean messages and i think that's kind of why he changed his tune is he essentially got canceled wow um yeah ash do you know anything about the conservatorship with britney no not much i just know that she's um you know, she had a conservatorship, but to be honest, um, I don't really believe in cancel culture because I, I feel like it's not really canceling someone. You're just shaming them. And shame's not a bad thing. Shame's important. It plays a very important role in our society. Um, so all of this, you know, people doing something and then they get, no, like you're getting shamed like you should, like has been happening for thousands of years. <laughs> this isn't a new phenomenon. Nope. This is what should happen even in small communities before the world was as interconnected today there were certain things that you just didn't do because you know it was taboo or you know um just not acceptable in society and of course that changes over time which is why we don't have child brides and ooh, excuse me uh child labor here in the united states but i don't think that um I don't think that you can really cancel someone if they did something wrong and, you know, <laughs> there's a, a reaction behind it. Like, yeah, if you molest somebody, yeah, you should be shamed. You should not be allowed to have a platform where you can reach a mass audience. And No, no, you should not. <laughs> Why would we give you the tools to, you know, the, the, the power, the authority, the station, you know, to lord over other people? That doesn't make sense. And why people feel entitled to being able to still maintain um, that status or whatever it is that they're holding on to after, uh, you know, they get <laughs> shamed or caught or all of that other stuff. Like, Canceled. what? You can break a plate and say sorry. That's not going to put the plate back together. So now what? Yeah. You put it back together. Yeah, so, because that's not going to give, like, Britney Spears 10 years of her life back. Like, she's almost no, 40. <laughs> like, she could have done so much more in this 10 years. Mm -hmm. But instead, she's stressed. She was under the influence of, you know, substances. Lithium. Were... Lithium. Not just any substance. Like, lithium. Like, it was some serious shit. God, yeah, no, lithium is very... I don't want to say debilitating. Um, it's very altering. Yeah, I, I it's, it would not surprise me if you know she had some you know long term effects that, I mean, yeah, I mean she could basically be permanently damaged for, in some regards that you know she probably doesn't even know yet, all because she was under the influence of that stuff. And God. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like, yeah, did her father deserve to be um, shamed or canceled for that? I mean, absolutely. It's you knew this stuff was happening and you allowed it to continue because it was like, oh, well, if I get away from, you know, get away with it, you know, why not? You know, why not do it? You know, why not just continue to do it? Yep. And you have her older brother, Brian Spears, doing an interview saying, oh, Britney Spears and the conservatorship is good for the family. Like how how is how how is that even good for a family? Like that's that's just that's a lot. Like 
Jamie Spears should be working for Britney. It shouldn't be Britney be shouldn't be working for him. Well, the vibe that I got from them initially, especially during that interview, was women deserve, you know, women. It's like, oh, women that speak up were, I can't remember what he said. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but, um, you know, that that that's shame to them and they have to work underneath the man, even though they're bigger than them. It's like, oh, no, um, no, they the, the men have to thrive, you know, thrive from this. Like, I remember uh, Brady Spears' father, you know, had a, you know, had a business and he failed. But now it was like, oh, let me take, you know, take advantage of Britney Spears' uh, success because I could, I failed my own business. Maybe I can thrive off of this one. I think that's stupid. Yikes. I didn't know it was that deep. Oh, it's, oh girl. There are so many layers to this. It's it's insane. <laughs> yeah, um there was um the the free Britney one um Hulu and I actually sat down and watched it was only an hour. But just the information that they dug up talking about like, you know, the past history of like the father and you know and the family and it's like wow. <clears throat> yeah but yeah. you know and then I'm, I'm like i'm proud of britney for you know speaking up and ex expressing you know hell hell she was expressing her emotions like i didn't know this well i thought i was forced to do this because of you know lack of education no one, of, nobody gave her like nobody told her what she was legally able to do yeah so like people just and and maybe you know maybe that's a thing. It's just you know there are people that want to actively take care, you know, actively take advantage of other people. It's like oh well, this is the best way I can get ahead. So or people are in this mindset. I the only way I can get ahead is by stepping on these little people to move forward. It's like you could go that route, but what ha you know what if you guys actually worked as a team to get yourself you know get yourself mm -hmm. ahead. And I mean it. The relationship at first, it was. It was um, when Britney first started perform, like when they were first getting her um, career started. It was really her mother Lynn who was really starting to kind of push her to to go to Hollywood or to go to New York City and book all of these deal, like all of these um, performances and stuff, like acting gigs. And then the um, I forget what that Disney Club is that Christina Aguilera, the the Mickey, oh. like that she like. Like her mother's goal was to get her into that Mickey Mouse Club. Like that was because every kid that came out of there was fucked up. I don't know what the hell is it happens in that Mickey Mouse Club. I don't know if it's as dangerous as Barney, but my God. Well, Disney again. Disney is all about pretending like everything is great when everything is really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I that that even just makes me think about like holy shit. That yeah, Disney really had a play in how I viewed relationships and everything else. Oh. Where it's like, oh my god, don't even I'm a get this perfect person. Don't even get me started on how they've gay baited people for like decades. Like they've just like, oh, we're gonna have this content that's that's um that has LGBTQ people, but then they don't actually, they only like put like little subtle subtle hints. But they don't actually like have the person in a same sex relationship. And it always drives me insane. It makes me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Heaven forbid. Yeah, there was that. I mean, for a while, I was like, man, can we get some black main characters and something that's relevant? And then eventually, you know, they finally did that. Maybe at some point they'll do that for, you know, LGBT, where it's like, hey, we can actually have lead, you know, lead LGBTQIA+. Yeah, okay. I had to make sure I had all the letters. It, it's fine. You know, the letter language and all that, it comes and goes... As long as you tried, that's the most important thing. Um, I will say on that, that Disney has been trying to work on rehabilitating their image. Um, with Like this um, summer they had, do you know the drag queen Nina West from RuPaul's Drag Race? I think I've heard of this. I think I've heard of that person. Um, I really don't follow Drag Race, but I have heard of that person. So basically, like, she was, like, the host, and I guess, like, for Pride Month, they had, like, a little, like, on Disney Plus. You had, the, you had to subscribe to Disney Plus to get it. <laughs> but you could, like, um, watch, like, this, like, LGBTQ special or something. Where they featured yeah. Nina West, which was the first drag queen that they've ever featured. Which was a, a step forward, a moderate step. But I want, I want either a lesbian, I want a lesbian warrior princess... Oh. Yes, Zena. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Ash, do you have any um <laughs> some dream and desire characters to be out there? Not really. Oh, really? I I figured you would have some like very uh, detailed type of character you love to <laughs> to see in the world. No, not off the top of my head. Which is odd, but, you know. Yeah, I would, I, I honestly would just love to see, I mean, thank you know, thank God for Archer, but, you know, like, maybe a Tatiana-type character. <laughs> I would just like a Disney movie that would actually give people, like, real, like, real helpful, like, advice, like, because that prince, that prince in shining armor is never going to come and save you. You have to kind of take care of yourself. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, and, I mean, how? I mean, look at some of our community right now. It's, oh, let's get, um, let's get a daddy or let's get a, a milf oh my or, God. Uh, or sorry, a sugar mama. That's sorry, that was the term. The obsession with daddies, like, this last, like, couple of years has been, like, first it was, like, in, like, the early, like, in the two, early 2000s, it was twinks. Now it's, like, daddies are the end thing. It's so weird. Because <laughs> I feel like everybody has either a mama or daddy issues. It's, I think it's very rare that they have both, but... <laughs> Oh man! For the longest time until I met Robbie, I go, I don't need no man. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no. Man. I don't need no man, and it, you know, it worked for. I mean, it worked really well for me, um, and it it kind of helped me put in a place where I was like, okay, I'm stable myself. So then, whenever the right person comes into my life, I'll be able to support them. Oh. I think, yeah, that, that that's a really good perspective. I know for me, for a while, that was kind of not the thing. It's like, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's be Fatiana. Let's go live our best life. But then it's also exhausting and emotionally exhausting, especially when you have to sit down and really think about it. 
um, th think about all your decisions and reflect on life like, damn, what am I doing with myself? What am I going to do? And I hate that, especially when you do like a tarot reading that day. And it's like, <laughs> so, <laughs> and the card, the first card you draw, it's like, bitch, you thought you were doing something today? <laughs> you better sit down and reflect. It's like, you see that hermit card, like, fuck, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And or your best friends never let you forget all your dating mistakes. <laughs> Which that story is for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That should be another podcast. Like mm, dating mistakes. Let's talk about that. What were you going to say, Ash? No, I said that's what best friends are for. Oh, my gosh. And it's kind of funny like robbie i think me like me and my best friends were very like savage towards each other like the golden girls and sometimes robbie's just like oh you both you all say that to each other <laughs> you know what i don't i you know if you're gonna be my best friend i don't want you to like sugarcoat things i want you to tell me like <laughs> what's really going on right yeah, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that's what I like to give you guys, and I, I kind of expect it in return. So when it comes out of the blue and I'm not ready, it's like, well, I had it fucking coming. Yeah, it's it's it takes a lot of energy, to be honest. I, I've always said that. I've, I've always felt that way. So for me, um, if I'm honest with someone, that means I really, you know, care about them because it's, it takes time to find what to say and not only what to say but how to say it to someone um you know because sometimes it's not what you say it's how you say it and if you really do care for someone then you want to make sure you know you have their best interest at heart so it's it's not an easy process nope yeah you know i i i agree um well, though I find it, for me, I find it harder to lie than it is to, you know, to, for me to tell the truth. But, like, if you want, like, factual, you know, together, like, a together response, yeah, it definitely takes a little more time and energy to reflect and think, like, how do I really want to say this? Um, versus me trying to lie, you know, me trying to lie or something, and then it's like, well, I still have to think about what I have to say versus me just saying, here's the raw answer, and then take it as you will, and then... Some people are like, oh, my God, you're an asshole versus <laughs> like, oh, you're so nice. I'm like, OK, sure. And for me, it's like humbling because I'll be like, oh, look at that. Th that mistake you made. Ha ha. And then my friend goes, turns around and goes, well, remember the time when you did this? <laughs> yeah, we need like our own fucking TV show at this point. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what we would call it, though. It wouldn't be the Golden Girls. No. <laughs> or the Real Housewives of Massachusetts. I don't know. I gotta go ring first. <laughs> yeah, we might need to work on the alliteration. Oh, my God. That is great. That is really great. Well, um, does anyone else have anything else they want to say? No, that's pretty much it for me. That's it. Um, so I guess we can just kind of circle back on. So really, the so we're really talking about emotions here. And like we use kind of Britney Spears example of that. She was finally it took her 13 years, but she finally was brave enough to 
kind of tell people how she's feeling and what she's experienced. Absolutely. And there's power in being vulnerable. Um, sometimes being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, inspires others to look at their life and really reflect on their truth. So you'd say, like, for example, for Brittany, it'd be like any people who are currently in conservatorships that really feel like they shouldn't be, it kind of might give them a little bit more bravery to kind of say, oh, I have this right to petition to have this person removed mm -hmm. for their conservator. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, even people that are in, like, toxic relationships, whether it be, you know, like an intimate one or it could be a friendship or a family member where they felt like they're stuck, very similar to a conservatorship, except, you know, obviously there's no legal binding but you know some people play that manipulation game where they feel like they have to do they have to do what this person tells otherwise you know they're sol they're out on the streets and realizing right. it's like hell i have another option i'm like i fuck you i can i'm gonna go live out on the streets or i'm gonna go do something else because i can and there's power in that there there's power in you know owning your own truth and you know, recognizing your emotions because, you know, if you follow your heart, everything works out in the end. Right. I would just, <laughs> I guess this is the more, I hate to use the word conservative, just conservative, but take risks to just make sure to take calculate, like educated ones. Boom. I like that. Please. <laughs> no one jump off of cliffs. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do Cal that. I mean, you can't really calculate everything, but yes, do things within, you know, within a parameter that, you know, that you're still somewhat comfortable with. So yes, no, not going out and doing drugs and doing crazy white people shit, like skateboarding mm -hmm. on skateboarding on shit and smashing Wait, your balls and shit like that. I didn't know that that's something that we do. I've never skateboarded. Girl, you saw MTV in the 90s. And early 2000s, and probably still now. I mean, that Carson Daly guy was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always, I would always want to watch Fuse or MTV too. I always wanted to watch the punk rock emo stuff. I didn't really care about like the mainstream stuff. At that point, I stopped watching that, and I stopped watching BET. So, yeah. Well, any other final words of wisdom for our listeners before we call it an evening? Make sure you can sleep with yourself at night. I know I can. I like that. <laughs> I say live your best life. And when I mean live your best life, I mean have fun. Because if you're stressed out, is it really, is it really worth, um, is it really worth living? I don't know. It's like, honestly, is it really worth it to be stressed out versus having fun? I agree. Right. And to like, I hate, I, you can, and I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would just say that like, for example, like you could, you could die tomorrow. And if you are happy, are you happy, are you happy with, how things are going and if you died tomorrow would you be fine i mean you wouldn't be fine with dying of course but 
would you yeah, no choice. would you be satisfied with ha- like the mark that you've left on the world yeah that is the truth and that is a great question to ask so yes guys please check that um take some reflection and let us know what you think but uh thanks again guys for your time we really do appreciate it have a classy day stay black stay proud <laughs> and say yes thanks to yourself oh it was great having you thank you ash have a great night everyone yeah, have you too.